This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness, American Sex, with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Ken, <laughs> Ken, what are you doing with the microphone? Nothing. Do you know everybody can hear you right now? You're supposed to tell me before we go live. We're live. I don't know. Oh, okay, thanks. I, I know that now. now. Okay, yeah. So I was rubbing it in my beard and making alien noises. Why? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Why does anybody do anything? Did it feel good, Ken? I was just bored more than anything else. I, are you saying I'm boring? Should I start singing Lionel Richie songs again? No, because then we're going to get a copyright <laughs> violation. <laughs> All right, so listener. I know something we can talk about that won't be a copyright violation. What? What? In the butt. I said. <laughs> what? What? No, let's sing it together. In the butt. A duet. We no. can harmonize. Let's. No. Yeah, no. you go low, no. I'll go high. Come no. on. Come on. I said. What? What? In the butt. No. I said. What? What? In the butt. You're going to do it in my butt. In my butt. You want to do it in my butt? Okay. No. That was like no. the Sesame Street little like preschool version. <laughs> yes. Okay, listeners. This episode is all about not only the butt, but what what in the butt and the fabulous man who sings about it, Samuel. Now, you remember that viral video that was back all over the internet and, and TV like a few years ago, right? The, the what what in your butt. I'll play the real song so you don't have to hear my, my preschool version. Here, listen to this. What what in the butt? I said what what in the butt? I said what what? In the butt, I said what what in the butt. You wanna do it in my butt? In my butt, you wanna do it in my butt? In my butt, you wanna do it in my butt? In my butt, let's do it in the butt. Okay. Yes, we are going to be talking to Samuel this episode. And we thought, since we're gonna be so anally focused for the next hour or so, we'd lead you in with our top eight tips for better butt sex. Are you ready? So here are the most important things about butt sex we think you should know. Tip number one, backdoor pleasure has no gender or sexual orientation. Now, butts are jam-packed full of nerve endings that cause a lot of pleasure, but not everybody feels comfortable doing it for either psychological reasons or society is telling them something that this is a role they shouldn't have in some capacity. But... (laughs) I, I, that but, was a that yeah. was a B U T, not a B U T T. But it absolutely does not mean that you can't do this if you're, for example, a straight man because there's stigma about putting things in your rear end. The converse of that is the same as well. If you're gay, you don't have to like butt sex. Now there's there's no hard and fast rules about this stuff, but it creates so much pleasure that a lot of people are 
undervaluing it. I think they undervalue the what, what in the butt. Um, and one of the other things that you should know is that if you are into a BDSM relationship and you're on the top side of things, you can absolutely have your submissive jam that dildo deep in my ass. Slut, peg me hard like you mean it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. So it doesn't matter if you're a top, if you're a bottom, if you like it in the bottom, or if you don't like it in the bottom, you can set your own rules for everything with backdoor pleasure. Mm, dominance is a an attitude, not a sex act, right, Ken? Exactly. Number two, lube is essential. Now, Ken and I, our favorite type of lube is silicone lube because of its staying power. Some of our favorite brands are Wicked Ultra and Uber Lube, among quite a few. And by the way, both of which are available at castlemegastore.com at a 20% discount if you use code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out. So, oh, and one little little side note, silicone lube is compatible with latex and non-latex condoms. I hear people all the time spewing the misnomer that silicone lube and latex is not compatible. That's absolutely not true. Now, there's also a few oil-based lubes made for anal play, like boy butter and such. And in some cases, you can even use coconut oil. But a really important thing about using oil-based lube is remember, it is not compatible with latex. So if you're using latex barriers for butt sex, don't use oil. Now, technically, you can use water-based lube if you want to, but it's not preferred because the anus isn't self-lubricating and water-based lube dries up very quickly. Those are two things when put together really work against properly lubed, comfortable butt sex. So if you insist on using water-based lube, look for something made specifically for anal sex that's thicker and has a bit more staying power like Sliquid Sassy. Number three, preparation is the key. Now, there's a couple of things that you want to do before you begin having butt sex. First and foremost, take a dump. Got to make sure there's no bullets in the chamber. Uh, make sure that you've, uh, if you haven't pooped recently, you might want to give it a shot. Uh, it's not always necessary, but you can feel it if it's in there. Second thing is shower. Just, you don't have to do an anal douche. Just let your natural juices and regular wiping take care of that. And then clean it off with a little soap and water for that extra gumption. Uh, have some safer sex supplies nearby, so you want to have everything from lube to toys, rubber gloves, puppy pads, condoms, uh, a little bit of everything. One thing I like to add is a little bit of incense into the mix whenever I do butt sex, just in case it's something that my partner is sensitive about, and I don't know if Sonny is or not uh, sensitive about that, but I like having incense for her anyways. Why? Because you, you don't want the room to smell like butt? Is that why? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I re- you know, but uh, honestly, but? with me, you don't need that because my rectum naturally smells like Nag Champa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I taste on my tongue. That's the first thing I thought of. No Champa. And one last thing to remember is that relaxation is a huge factor in doing anything with the butt. You have to relax your mind and you have to relax your body. If you're tense in either area, it can lead to you tightening up a little bit, clenching, and that's no good for anybody for butt sex. Tip number four, if butt sex hurts, stop. Anal sex is not supposed to hurt. So for those people who say, hey, I'm open to butt sex, but I tried it once a long time ago and it hurt, so now I'm scared to try it again. Well, if I were in Vegas and I were a betting person, I would bet that that time you tried butt sex that hurt, you weren't following all the proper steps that we're talking about here. So remember, you need to go slow. Of course, make sure you're into it. Have good communication with your partner, but listen to the to your body and listen to the tips that we're giving you here. And by all means, if you're really honestly not into it, don't do it. Don't do it because your partner's pressuring you. Only do the things that you really want to do and that you're really going to enjoy. 
Number five, never use desensitizing cream like Annalise. Now, any kind of desensitizing cream, no matter what it's called, and oftentimes you'll see it'll have the ingredients there, and one of the ingredients that you want to look out for is either lidocaine or benzocaine. This is a topical anesthetic that numbs the surface of the skin, and it sort of masks the air, the things that might happen to your anus if there is a tear, and you want to be able to feel that stuff. It's really important to know where the pain is at any given time because it really helps you become self-aware and isolated if it's a bad thing. When you're numbing the stuff down there, uh, it might make you last a little bit longer, but you really might damage yourself if you're not very careful with that. Tip number six. Are you one of these people that's thinking right now, hmm, how do I convince my partner to try anal? I get these questions all the time. You know, hey, my partner doesn't want to have butt sex and I keep bugging them about it and they keep saying no. Is there any way I could persuade or convince them? Now we're going to go back to what I said in tip number four. Stop it. Stop trying to convince someone to do something that they're not into. Sure, you should absolutely have a discussion about it. And make sure you have these ice-breaking discussions about trying new things in the bedroom when you're outside of the bedroom, when the pressure's off. So if you've had these this conversation and you've talked about it at length and your partner's still like, eh, eh, not going to try it, get out of the mindset that you can convince your partner to do something they don't want to do. If you coerce a yes out of somebody that doesn't count as consensual. Remember that. Number seven, try anal sex on yourself by yourself first before you do it with another person. Playing with yourself anally can be helpful when you plan to be the receiver or the giver in a partnered situation. You kind of need a roadmap to know where you're going. Now, if you're the giver, it can help you realize how sensitive you are in different areas by how much you touch something. So when you vary the speed, the depth, or the pressure of anything that you put in your butt, you can sort of figure out where the roadmap is. Next, if you're the receiver, it will help you overcome any embarrassment and work through the uncertainties without having to worry about a partner watching. Lastly, make sure if you're playing with toys, only use toys that have a flared base. Remember, without a base, without a trace. Number eight, when it comes to anal, be prepared to work up to it. Now, while some people can take something the size of a penis the very first time with no problem, many people can't. And they may have to work up to anal by doing anal training in the weeks leading up to their first butt fucking. And this is perfectly normal. Now, we like to recommend the finger method. So, First, your first step is you learn to comfortably take a slim toy the width of one finger first. And if you want to, you can use actual fingers and you don't have to use toys. Now, when that becomes comfortable, which might be over one session or multiple sessions, then you work yourself up to something that's the width of two fingers. Again, it can be a toy that width or two actual fingers. And then once that's comfortable, you go another step and work yourself up to a three-finger-sized toy. At that point, you're going to be ready for something that is the size of a penis or a dildo or whatnot. And boom, there you have it. So those are our eight tips for better butt sex. Now, Sonny, one of the things that I think we should do for everybody is put a link in the show notes to the article that I wrote on how to do anal sizing with the Fibonacci sequence. Oh, yeah. So if you're a math geek and a sex geek, this is something that you can take a look at on SonnyMegatron.com. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Ooh, yeah. And and as well as uh, I'll put some prostate play stuff in there, too. Prostate video we did. So What? what? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We forgot. Tip number nine. Don't forget to play this song. All I want is... 
listeners, we had a great discussion with Samwell. We talked about the birth of what what, how he helped Ken and I get married. That's an actual true story. It's amazing. Some of the new projects he's got going on, what it's like growing up gay and black in the South, hypocritical family values preaching politicians that are secretly dirty, nasty, naughty boys, which is his new song of the same name, and a lot more. But before we switch over to the interview, don't forget to enter our November giveaway. We've teamed up with Castle Megastore to give away a beautiful harness glass dildo, and it does have a flared base, so you can totally stick it in your butt and use it for butt sex. Visit SunnyMegatron.com backslash harness glass giveaway, or see the address in our show notes at AmericanSexPodcast.com and SunnyMegatron.com. Castle Megastore is also giving away the newly released Lalo Sona and the Lalo Sona Cruise to two lucky winners this month. You're automatically entered in the drawing when you make a purchase at KesselMegastore.com, so it's a great time to use your 20% off discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y. Lastly, thanks for all your support, listener. If you enjoy American Sex Podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast player is, and make sure to tell your friends to listen to the show. All right, you ready, Ken? I am ready. Let's go. Here's Samwell. What, what? We are here with a very, very special guest. Samwell, thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, no, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Samwell. Now, I have a question for you. Before we get into all the stories, I yeah, always um, call you Samwell. But then when I listen to you like say your name on the video, you call yourself Samwell. So am I pronouncing it wrong? It's Samwell. Like, most people oh. don't know my real name. My name is Samuel, but years ago when I met my best friend, um, we were study abroad students in the Dominican Republic. I loved the name. They would try to pronounce Samuel. And I just thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was hot. It was sexy. So when I came back from living there, I just thought people having called me Samuel. So it's Samuel. So there it is. Oh, I'll, I'll be <laughs> sexy now. How's this? How's this, Sam? Samuel. Yes? <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. work on but you it. Gotta, but you got you to have a little, uh, you know, Samuel. It just had to be very Sam- natural. Like Samuel. Samuel. Like Manuel, but Samuel. Yes, exactly. No, so I just said, I'm going to come back and change my name, and you're going to call me that. And it's funny, it worked. That tends to be the story of my life. I want something, <laughs> I do it, and then it gets done, for the most part. <laughs> anyway, yes, continue. So right now, um, one of the things that most people know about you, because you're a household name, is your song, Oh, Am I? In the Butt. Yes, absolutely. You, you know you are. How many How many millions of views, is, or is it, bill, how many is it now? Million, uh, probably, I mean, 80 plus, but who's counting? Oh my God, 80 plus million views. Damn, damn. That's amazing. Yeah, you were like everywhere. I remember my daughter, I actually told my youngest daughter, who's now 16, I said, I'm going <laughs> to oh be talking God. to Samuel. And she's, and I'm like, is there anything you want me to ask? And she goes, ask if he can adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> you are loved. Oh, that's amazing. Tell her I said hi. <laughs> we that's sure will. You have been imitated on platforms like South Park. Mm-hmm. There have been numerous memes about everything that you do, but like there's a special connection that I wanted to talk about with our audience that they might not know about. So a while back, I met this great girl. This is back in 2009 and we fell in love. We started dating. 
Uh, well, actually, we did it the other way around. We started dating, then we fell in love. And I got <laughs> to the point where I, I decided that I wanted to marry her. And so I thought, you know what? It's not just a typical thing. I wanted to do something that was out of the ordinary. So I went out and I did an internet search for you in particular, at having no idea that at that time you lived in the city of Chicago, the same city that we live in. And I was looking. I'm up, like, why would, why would you be looking for me? That's why I was, I went out when I would, I was like, why would you be looking for me? That's, I mean, I was, I'm, I was deeply humbled. I was like, why are they? Anyway. Yeah. What, what made you look for me? <laughs> Because your song was so appropriate for the theme of our entire marriage, more than anything oh. else, just because we're sex okay. educators. We like butt stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, we like everything that that song is about. And so what I did was I hired you to come in and you sang acapella style, what, what in the butt, that. to my wife as I was asking her to marry me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this was, I knew something was up. Like we talked about like, oh, we're, we should get married and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So we go out to some restaurant for brunch on like a Sunday with a bunch of friends because we had a friend in town. So it was like uh, an re- excuse for a bunch of people to get together. Yes. I remember it very vividly. It was, it was one, of, one of the best days I had. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is happening. <laughs> and it was so much fun. I remember that. I remember it was so much fun. And I was like, is this happening right now? Is this what someone's asking me to do? I'm like, okay, just go with it. Do it. Yeah, like, you know, it's like you never know what life has in store. I'm sure you always have those moments where you're like, this is my life. This is my life. Yeah. How did this get to be my life? Um, yeah. So that was definitely one of those moments. So we go out to, to brunch. I really didn't think you were doing anything that day. Like, I knew it was coming soon. And mm-hmm. and I I can't remember now. Like, I think you were just like, Come here, or did you have Samuel come out? I don't remember. I'm getting old. No, he. I came. I came to the restaurant because I lived in the neighborhood, and he he found me, and he uh, he we talked about it. He was like, and I was like, okay, sure, because I'm I back then I, I I was a flight attendant, so I happened to be off that day, and, or maybe I bit off the day. I don't know. And so yeah, I just I just was like, let me just show up. I was like, okay, and I'm there. And so what I did at uh, like at this point was I think I had you hidden around the corner. I mm-hmm, yeah. got Sonny up out of her chair, put another chair in front of our group of about 50 friends, and then sat her down. Uh, and then I said that I have a really big surprise for her. At that point, I had you come out and you started singing as I got down on one knee and, and hauled out the ring and asked her to marry me. And I think at and that you- point, I, my brain was like, what the fuck? Overwhelmed? Like, yeah, like, yeah, what? Like, which one of these things is not like the other one? Like, my friends and pancakes, and now here's Samwell. Like, what's happening? And then, <laughs> and then, like, you were, you were acapella, what, what, in the budding me. And I think I screamed, like, you see the videos of the, the teenage girls in the 60s who see the Beatles and they're like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was, it was very- it was very good for my ego. So I was like, is this, it's like when I, it's like even when I meet people who are fans of, of mine, I'm just like, what is wrong? Calm down. It's okay. I'm like, still okay. We take it. I'm like, I'm not really sure. Even to this day, I don't know how to really process it. I'm like, I'm just a guy who made a song that I thought was funny and entertaining. And fortunately, a lot of people like it. So it was just, yeah. but it was, it was, it was so just for me, more than that, just the, the moment of what was happening. You getting proposed to by Ken? And I was like, and I'm a part of that. And like, someone asked me to do that. I was like, I don't know. It was it was a, it was a really for me. It was a, re- a very wonderful memory. A, it was a very good, great day and wonderful memory. And I was like, okay. And you guys are so Aww. awesome. It was a fun party. <laughs> it was. And now you're like a permanent part of our lives and a permanent part of when we have butt sex. 
Okay. Well, okay. you were that already before even the proposal. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go, and it was. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Yeah, we got engaged, and we sat and had pancakes. And am I remembering correctly? Was that your first time having chicken and waffles? Or I am I totally was. pulling that out of my ass? I, Ooh, I made a I butt think, joke. No, no pun it intended. Was, right? Um. <laughs> I think it really, I think it was, or could I, you know, I think I had heard about it. I don't know if it was like popular or something, but I was like, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I never, I never, that's why I never had it before. So I was like, I'm going to try this. So I'm like, okay. We were historic moments in each other's lives. <laughs> and believe you, to till till this day, I love chicken and waffles, even though I don't, I don't know how to make it, even though I probably should, because I'm a really good cook, but I don't know how to make it, but it's, it's really, but it's so decadent. It's like chicken and waffles and syrup and oh, butter. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to roll over and fall asleep after that or, you know, get a stomach bump. There's so much food. So speaking of food, I hear from a little birdie that you have a new series out. I do. I'm. It's a new series that I just started. It is called Sizzling with Samuel, and I'm really excited about it. It's me with some guests, and I'm teaching or entertaining while teaching how to make a cocktail an appetizer, and an entree from recipes that I have created. And I'm, I work with my creative partner, Courtney Boger, and it's on uh, a new uh, social media platform that she's creating called digitalcanvas.xyz. And we're super, super excited about it because all of a sudden I used to cook when I was younger. And then when I got older and I was flying around because I used to be a flight attendant, I didn't really cook as much. But I have refound my, my love of cooking. Who knows? Because I live in the birds now. I don't know. <laughs> or I'm getting <laughs> You're older. You're domestic. Or, yeah. You're cooking. <laughs> or as my, as my, one of my great friends called, calls me he's like you're like a southern grandma i'm like yeah that's weird yeah but it's, it's true it's like i have this i have this dirty little mind but at the same time i'm like you know what you you better go and get your stuff together because you ain't acting right because i remember when i when i even met him and my, i met two of my best friends the first thing i said to them was like you know what if you don't put us on sunscreen i'm gonna take a tick stick to you and i'm like oh my god that is something a southern grandma would say so anyway, so that's that's <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like, I'm like this. Yeah. Anyway, but well, um, this is so a good no- fit for you though, because I remember like when we became Facebook friends, every other picture was like, I'm eating some fabulous thing I made with like fancy stuff with like I don't know arugula and artichoke stuff and fancy uh, cheese and wine and serious. You know, I'm, 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 I think you know what. Listen, and this and this show is not just for fancy rich people this is for every everyday people because most of my stuff is i try to keep things simple but healthy and that everyone can like enjoy and make really quick because you know people are busy living their lives doing what they're doing but i want people to be able to you know if you got 20 30 books you can have a great party with your with a group of your friends and family you know and sit down and have a good meal and be like mm, this was really good no i'm like and then when you go to the restaurants like i do now i'm like yeah i could make this myself at home I'm super excited about it, you know, because I mean, I love entertaining and I love cooking. And so now I get to do both of them and hopefully people will like it and watch it. So we'll see. Nice. Well, we will leave, we'll leave the link for listeners in our show notes. Okay. So 80 million views. What, what in the butt came out almost 10 years ago, right? It was 20, 2007 or more than 10 years ago. It's been, we've had a decade of what, what in the butt. Uh, Yeah. Decade in the butt. Yeah. Okay. (gasps) Nice. Nice. And you, they did Butters, did a whole What What in the Butt song on South yeah, Park. Yeah, South, South, South Park parodied it. And then there was the uh, Tosh.0 oh, um, that I 
that we did. And then I also went out to England and did Lily Allen and Friends um, a few a years back. So it's been it's been a, it was been an interesting, like, fun and interesting and crazy ride. I even wow. recently went out just to L.A. A, uh, about a week ago to do a private uh, party, a Halloween party for a company. And so I'm like, okay, which, by the way, just FYI, I am available for bookings. <laughs> I, had to put, I had to put that in there. <laughs> there was a point when What What in the Butt didn't exist. And then it was born. How was What What in the Butt born? Did you know it was going to be this hit or was it this accidental thing? Oh my like, God. What? It, was just, it, was, it was completely an accidental thing. I had no idea. Song came, oddly enough, it had nothing to do with what it turned into. Um, people talk about my butt. Because at the time, I was a dancer in college. So, you know, dancers, let's face it, we have great asses. There's not, you're not going to see a dancer that doesn't have a great butt between all the stretching and the flipping and the jumping and, and the Tondus and grand grand jetés. I'm talking French right now, but in what I can remember. <laughs> anyway, so I would walk around. You're like, oh my god, look at your butt, and they would just like look at it and sometimes grab it. And I'm like, what? What in the butt? Leave me alone. And, and so it just just came from that. And and all of a sudden, I don't know why, because I have a I have a warped little mind. I was like, I just had to do a little diddly to it. I say, what? What in the butt? I say, what? What in the butt? And all I had was, you want to do my butt? And my butt? Let's do my butt. Okay. And that was it. And then fast forward to, what was it, 2000 and, I don't remember, it's been so long, 2004, I met uh, a coworker and friend who was a producer. Um, his name was Mike Stasny, who co-produced, um, who produced the song and did the music for What What With Me. And he came to me with flight attendants, and he's like, hey, what's that song? I said, it is amazing. He says, I've got to produce it. And I looked at him straight in the face. I said, you're full of shit. And I, and I walked away because I'm like, oh, who's this kid? What is he talking about? And then funny thing is, that was, I think, February of 2004. December of 2004, the song was done. And it was hilarious how it just happened just so randomly. And we filmed it, like, over, like, I don't like, a day, one night, and it's called... Uh, Somewhere, I feel like he said he said it was in Whiting, Indiana. I said it was in Milwaukee. So we're kind of confusing that, but it has been almost like 12, 13 years. So, you know, whatever. And then, you know, a few years later, we found some creative people out of Milwaukee that did the video. And then this thing, um, what is it, Brownmark Films? It was Bobby Serrault and Andrew Swant. And they had an amazing studio. And I went up one day, I feel like in October of 2000, and later in 2006. And uh, we were trying to, and we filmed it over a day. And we were trying to find a date because I didn't like to release things around holidays. So we were thinking, you know, Thanksgiving, and then that was too late, too too soon. And then we were thinking Christmas too soon. And then, and then Thanksgiving, New- I'd be like, what, what in the butt? Like you're stuffing a turkey, and that's not really, exactly. you know, what you meant. Yeah, no. And then and then no. And then and so and then we thought New Year's. Okay, it's not ready then. But then it was like, okay, we finally decided Valentine's Day because I said nothing better than saying I love you like in the butt, and that's why Valentine's Day was the day that it was decided to be put. It was finally that's a perfect day still there it did it blow up right away like did it take immediately you know what kind of kind of yeah it did because you know youtube was in its infancy it was like maybe what two years old because like 2005 and people and even when we did it for me i because i was not i'm even to this day i'm not that much of a technological person i am better at it now but i'm it's i'm one of those again my my grandma moments where i'm like i don't want to be doing all this stuff so whatever so the um the producers of the video andrew swan barbara seraldo knew they were like oh yeah this is this is a social media thing called youtube I'm like okay what is this? people put up videos 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 like thousands of videos a day and sometimes some of them become pop and i was like okay in my mind i'm thinking um yeah no 
And also, I didn't realize, I didn't really want what, what you know, truth be told, I didn't want what, what to be the, my original song, because I thought I'd put myself as a serious artist. My idols were like Janet and Madonna, you know, I'm like, I want to get up there. You didn't want to be known for, like, butt song? Like, you're a little Honestly, embarrassed about the butt song? I said, I said I was. I'm not now. Oh, okay. Because it, uh, it totally paid off. Like, <laughs> oh, no. But the thing is, we put it out there, and we're thinking, okay, that's going to happen. And then within like a month or two, it just went crazy. And then Perez, at his height, mentioned it, and that just made oh. it go even bigger. And I was like, next thing I know, I'm walking up the street, and people are like, oh, my God, you're that guy. And I'm like, hi. <gasps> they would recognize you and like start singing with you and take pictures. Like, do we uh, even have selfies then? Did we have front-facing phones? No. I don't even know. And No. We, we, we did not. It was the isn't that funny? Actually, it doesn't seem that long ago, but you know, not it was way before then. But yeah, it was a little, it was a little, it was, it was a little weird. I'm, I'm finally used to it now, ten years later. But yeah. I just like, I'm like, I don't understand how Hollywood people deal with this on like that. I mean, I'm like a little peon, but compared to like a you know a bigger star, I'm like, I don't know how they do it. It's like, it's very weird. But you yeah, know. yeah. So like, okay. So at first, in the beginning, you were like, I don't, I want to be serious. I don't know if I want to be known for this butt thing. But then you know it got good but were you thinking because you grew up in was it north carolina mm-hmm. you grew up in the south right yeah uh-huh. you grew up in the south mm-hmm. uh what did your family think i mean first of all you're a black man that grew up gay in the south i'm, I'm thinking right then and there you already had some like nah. was your family supportive oh uh, honey that was i don't you know what i don't ever really i was always that kind of person because i knew how my family felt about things you know, I never really kind of talked about it. I was always the kind of person who just did it. And of course, I was I was older then. So, I mean, and by that time, I was in Chicago. I was kind of living, I was living on my own. I was a thousand miles away from them. So I kind of just did my thing. I mean, and also, I knew that would be a song that they would be kind of cool with. So I didn't be like, oh, I did this song. They probably know now. But also, I'm an adult, so you're, you're gonna, you're not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like embarrassed. And if you come to me, you better come to me correct, or you might get snatched, family or not, because I don't respect. So don't even, okay? Mm-mm. How you doing? Are you saying for the, if I'm understanding you correctly, for the last 10 years, you've kind of don't ask, don't tell what, what in the butt with your family? Like, do you know if they know? Oh, I'm sure they know. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's just, it's not like a, it's not a discussion. It's like, whatever. Okay. Just, did. it's you what know. we don't talk oh. about over Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say, hey, you, you like my, you, you like my video? What, what in the butt? <laughs> not, not something you. I mean, you just, you just have to have, you, you know, your family's boundaries, but you also are going to live your life. I'm not, it's not like if they ask me about it, I'd be like, yeah, I did it. And okay, we got a problem, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be like, it's like, you're not going to be like, you know, there's, you know, there's certain, certain family members are like, I'm not going to put that in your face, but it's, it's out there. So I don't, so no, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed of it or ashamed of it. Oh no, honey. I know what I am. I know what I did. I live in, I live, I live in my truth, honey. How you doing? Go nice. Ahead. No. So it, it's not, it's not, it's, it's like that. That little dance that everyone has to play to a certain degree. There's certain family members you're like, okay, and then like, okay, but they all they all know. So like, did anyone say, did your family know you were gay? I said, or people would always say, did you act differently when you were younger? Then I I really thought about it for a second. I was like, no, I never have acted any differently. I've always been this person. It's just been like, again, don't ask, don't don't tell, even though it's obvious to anyone. Jesus. Right, right. You you have always been unapologetically Samuel. I'm not pronouncing I, it right, but you know, Samuel, right? It's okay. Yes. Samuel, yeah. I, I actually, you know what the funny thing is now when I really, when I really think about it, yes. I mean, when you grew up and you knew that you were, and you, you knew you were gay. So, you know, there's certain things you couldn't talk about. But then once I finally got out of North Carolina, 
that's when I could I could just live and do and be me and do my do my thing. So And was that know. a goal for you like growing up or you like I can't wait to get the fuck out of here and be myself? Uh not that I wanted to be myself because I was I something I feel like I was always myself. I just wanted to get the hell out of a small town, small town North Carolina USA because I was like I can't live here. This is not for me. I, uh, mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would suffocate because I'm like, there's no, because oddly enough, even though I grew up in a small town, I was exposed to culture, arts, people, you know, and I don't really know how that happened. It's probably my, more my mother, like reading books, reading encyclopedias, seeing PBS, oddly enough, you know, and I was like, there are things outside of this that I'm not going to see living here. Like when I went to Dominican Republic when I was 21. Mind you, this, this is this is all in one day. I tell people I left my small my college was maybe like two thousand people, small college, fifteen hundred maybe. I don't know, small college. I left mm-hmm. that town. I I'd never been out of my. I'd never been out. Well, I'd been out of the state, but only a few times. But I'd never been out of this country. I'd never been on a plane, and I went to a country where they spoke a language that I didn't know. Ooh. And I did that in less than less than five hours. I went from Elizabeth City, North Carolina, to Raleigh, North Carolina, to Miami. To stop the Dominican Republic, and I lived the next four months, and I had the best time of my life, and made two of my lifelong friends to this day that I'm friends with. So wow, you know, it was like I, I said I had to, I had to either either be really crazy, or I were I was really crazy, and also I was going through something at the time where I had worked on something really hard and it didn't work out, and I was really just kind of depressed, and I was like I just need to get out of here because I probably would have failed the next semester, and so I just wanted we had a study abroad program, and I was like I just want to go right. Because I just need to get out of here, and so that's what I did, and I best decision I ever made. Wow! Don't regret it at all. One one, one of the happiest memories of my of my life, and of course I made two best friends out of it. So, hi, Chris and Maria. <laughs> that's Aww. The best yeah. Thank you, Chris <laughs> so, and Maria, for being such a good friend. Oh, and and Tanisha. I mean, my girl Tanisha too. My three, I call her my three musketeers. But she lives she lived at the universe where I live, so she didn't go to the crowd. But anyway, I love them. They're amazing. So, anyway. Aww. We're going to take a quick break, and I want to talk okay. a little more about this stuff okay. when we get back. So, All right. back. Castle Megastore. Once you see their sex toys, you'll want more. I have no idea if Castle Megastore actually has a theme song, but I really dig Castle Megastore. So that's my gift to you, Castle, your very own theme song. And you listeners get a gift, too, if you go to CastleMegastore.com and use discount code SUNNY, that's S-U-N-N-Y, when you check out, you will receive 20% off your order. That's amazing! Castle Mega store. When you get your sex toys, you'll be on the floor because you'll be using them so much and they'll be so awesome and you'll save so much money. You'll get more than one and then you'll climax for a really long time and you'll just be passed out and you'll be like, oh my God, give me water. That was the best orgasm ever. Oh, I love your tattoos. Did you get them done at a real shop? Did it hurt? These are things that we hear all the time when people meet us for the first time in real life because they notice all the great tattoos that we have. Our ink has been seen in tattoo magazines, movies, and on TV. We get the majority of our tattoos at Old Town Tattoo right here in Chicago. The building they are in is an old funeral home and they are the only haunted tattoo parlor in the world. Old Town Tattoo has been seen in a number of ghost TV shows including Ghost Lab on the Discovery Channel and America's Most Terrifying on the Travel Channel. They have a bunch of artists that can do anything from grayscale to vibrant color to old school art. Check out their work at oldtowntattoo.com. That's O L D T O W N 
T-A-T-U.com. They're located at 3313 West Irving Park Road in Chicago, and you can call them at 773-442-8288 to book an appointment. Tell them Ken and Sonny sent you. I know you're fancy, and I know you've been eyeing some of those luxury sex toys, haven't you, you frisky little fox? Well, I also know that you enjoy a good discount, don't you, dear? You now can get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping, at luxury sex toy retailer Lalo.com with discount code SUNNY. Yes, dear, you heard me right. 20% off anything your little heart, or, well, <clears throat> other parts, desire at Lelo.com using discount code S-U-N-N-Y. Yes, dear, you can thank me later. And we're back with Samuel. Uh, I want to get serious on you for a second. The political environment has changed incredibly oh, from even like the time. Uh, wait, wait a minute. I need I need to find me some liquor before I go for okay. <laughs> I'm being serious because I have I literally I'm just like I'm. The funny thing is, actually, people don't realize I studied history and political science in college before I went back and studied um, theater and dance, and so I have. Uh, an affinity and appreciation for it, but I'm like, what? I'm sorry. Well, I'm just going off because what we have now is just wow. I never thought, and I say this with as much. No, I have no with as much because I've always thought to be a respectful person. I was always taught to be respectful to everyone, even if you're an asshole. I mean, I don't, I don't deal with that. I don't deal with you if you're an asshole. But I'm going to be. I'm like, let you do your thing. But I never thought I would be. I would live in an age where we would have what's the word a racist in the white house <laughs> yeah i never yeah, thought I would, I would live i never thought that would happen in my lifetime i am whatever you want to call me liberal whatever blah blah i just it's not i call it i it's called i live i respect you you respect me we do our thing you do your thing we live that's what we do that's the, that's my political affiliation you know he's not just a racist he's an unapologetic doubling down racist like he just i mean and and off. and and everyone around him too when i try to you know like uh the general whatever is mr kelly general kelly um general kelly I tried yeah. to like okay maybe he can he can maybe rein in and then i'm like oh my god but what do i but that's like i was telling my good friend i'm like what do you expect if you're gonna go if you can work for someone like that that should already tell me automatically that you have some issues within your within yourself about how you feel about certain things because it's like me going to work for a KKK member. I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it. There's nothing about me that will want me around you or around it at all. Yeah. And I just, I, it, I've gotten to the point where now I have to, I hear it, but then I have to just not talk about it because it gets me so worked up. I'm like, wow. It's like we have stepped back into, or they're trying to step us back into the, into the 50s. Hell, the forties. Yeah, it, and and in a, a bad way, not in any of the no, good no, ways. No, 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 no. Like we were fighting Nazis back then, and now we embrace them and actually call them our friends. No, no, well, no, certain people, certain people do that. that. Well, no, not certainly not you and I, but like I'm, I'm referring to the White House. So I have a the the question that I have for you here is: you had a great Facebook profile picture of you dressed up as the Statue of Liberty wearing an American flag, <laughs> which I just thought was brilliant. By the way, oh my god, you and I wanted to yeah. know. Can you talk for a moment about the intersection of politics, racial equality, and sexual freedom? In Because those three things are immediately when I thought of when I saw that photo without knowing anything about the context of why you put it up or anything about it. So can you comment on that for just a second? Funny thing is, I'm not sure if I'm going to comment, but 
that came from, which I, a video that a lot of people don't know about, which is one of my favorite videos that I do with a group, group of great, amazing women. And uh, probably, oh, I don't know, maybe five years ago, four or five years ago, ago it's called Just Be Free. And you should check it out and put a link to it. It is amazing. And I, you know, I always, as a kid, when I started such literally for the first time in New York, I was like just amazed. And of course, I knew about the history of it. I knew about it being shipped from France to here, being assembled and its beauty. And when immigrants would come to this country, they like, we can, this country welcomes everybody, everybody. And um, the song, Just Be Free, was about just be free, do your thing, don't let anybody make you shame. Just be free, do your thing, walk with a little slang, blah, blah, blah. It was about just being who you are. And I always, in admire the Statue of Liberty as that symbol. And so as a, as an American, as a gay black American, I was like, what better way to put that out there? Like I'm living in my, in, in my truth. I am, I am here. I am queer. I'm living my life and I don't care what you think. And I'm not gonna let you make me feel bad about it because people have done that my entire life, especially people who I thought was going to be supportive of me like the church, mm-hmm. hence, hence the burning flaming symbol and what, what, that's why it's there. Because I was like, I was going to ask about that. If there, if that I, was a deliberate, why yes, you had was. the cross burn. Oh, okay. Of course, because I grew up in the church. I loved going to church because I love the sense of community. You go, well, as a kid, it'd be kind of boring when the preacher would talk, but once you got past that, you see your friends, you laugh, you run around like every Sunday, every other Sunday, you have like a, a big old dinner after church. People laugh, you know, drink, eat, have a good time, worse, you know, fellowship. And I always thought that's what church should be about, you know, while, while lifting, pe- lifting, lift, lifting each other up, you know, mm-hmm. while also keeping them in check. But then as I got older, I just started to see it as like, it's very, it's very different than how I grew up. And I started seeing people very hypocritical. Right. And using religion as a means to keep you in your place, and I'm like, didn't isn't that what isn't that what all um, Europeans and the people that came here to America did to the Native Americans, did to the Africans that they brought here because they were, they were quote unquote savages, so they had to be saved into the Christian ways of doing things. Let me be careful, not that I'm I'm, I'm not hating on Christianity because I still think it's it's good, it has its good qualities, but I know for me and what it's what it has how it impacted me has not been a very positive thing. So anyway. Just so, just be clear. I'm not hating on Christian people or religious people because that's not that's not my thing. I let you do your thing, but for me, and the funny thing is, I still pray. I still believe in a higher power, but I'm like, no, no, no. And so when I put that in, I it, it was I was it was it was my way of like, almost like my way of like crying because I'm like this this is something that I enjoyed, but I can't do that anymore because of what you all have done to it and still do to it to this day. And I was also a little pissed off, so. You know, I can I can absolutely relate to that. I actually went to I was going to be a minister at one point in my life, and I went to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the feelings that I had are very similar to what you went through, um, because I grew up in a family where uh, one side was Jewish, the other side was not. And you know, like right now, my family, I'm Jewish. Sonny is black, and our kids, one of them is gay. We're like the the trifecta of everything that the Trump administration hates. And I can definitely relate to it because, like, we don't we don't have the fallback of religion because we're all atheists at this point, and at least in our house. I'm not speaking for you, of course, okay. but the negativity that I experienced wasn't the church; it was people that were using the church like um you know like a weapon. It was like a little kid with a gun. It was just pointed in the wrong direction and not they were not helping the people that they should have. And that was the, the large problem that I had is that they weren't mm-hmm. helping those that Jesus of Nazareth would have helped. They're helping those who can do them a, a good turn of some form. You know, they, you know, yeah. and I always judge people about how they treat people who can't help them at all. 
Like that's really important to me personally. Yeah, because it's, it's uh, back to that point about the video. Um, originally, the, it, the burning the burning cross was not in the video in the in the original edit. I had it put in. Really? Were you like, no, wait, stop the presses? I feel a calling to to have some message. Like, were you really? Yes. What was your thought process? My thought process was I wanted because back then people were still in the closet, and I wanted to be I wanted to be honest that yes, I am gay. Yes, I am here. Yes, I'm right. living my life. And ain't going to be no, is he or is he not? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I get people who have to, who feel that that's what they need to do. But for me, no, 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 no. Closets were, are made for clothes and that's what belongs in them to keep things hidden. <laughs> no, no, no. No closet ain't keep me, honey, for no. And that was, it, people don't realize everything, even though people thought it was like this funny video, oh my goodness, it's so in your face, blah, blah. There was a very deliberate, thought process behind it and why I did what I did. Most right. of my videos are, you know, even though they're, they're coded in like fun and, you know, you, are, you, you want to laugh and have a good time because that's me. That's anyone who knows me knows I am, I have my morals and values, but I, I, at the end of the day, I like to laugh. I like to have a good time. I like to, you know, dip it and do it. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, I'm thinking back like 10 years ago, that was actually a long time, especially if you think in the day and age of the internet and how much we've, I don't know if you evolved makes us sound like we're better. Well, in some ways we are, I guess. But back in 20, 2007, when that was mm-hmm. released, people were a little bit more like, oh, let's giggle. That's gay. Now we're much more open and friendly to LGBTQ people where, mm-hmm. you know, people in middle America back 10 years ago were like, what's that? You know? Did you see people that saw you in the video being unapologetically yourself and being like, hey, I'm here, I'm gay, I'm out, I'm... Did you see people that that helped? Like, did people come to you saying that inspired me to be more out have, Oh, my God. The funny thing is you say that I was... What was I doing? Oh, yeah, I'm because my, my other job, because, you know, are not, not all artists are, are you know, uh, what, uh, cash flow like Janet Jackson. I love her, by the way. Anyway, um... <laughs> Hi, Janet. Janet, um, if you're listening, I know you listen to the show, Janet. <laughs> Hi, Janet. Mr. Me. Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. Hi, Isa. Adorable. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not obsessed. I love you, Janet. Anyway, okay, anyway, I digress. Uh, I, um, I work at a restaurant, and I came apro- across uh, this couple. They were two friends, and it was just so interesting because he had to be maybe my age, probably a bit a little older. I hope he was older. Otherwise, I'm like, ooh, that's horrible. But anyway, and he looked at me and he said, your video helped me through some rough times in my life. And I was like, I was really taken aback by it. Wow. And I was like, really? Because so your, song, your song made me smile when I, was not, when I was not in a mood to smile. And I was like, that for me was everything. I was like, yes, that's, what I, that's why I did what I did. And I get that a lot. Like people were like coming to me and say, your video, oh, I just remember how you kept me get through my exams and I'd be tired and bored and I put on your song and I would just be dancing around. I'm like, and you don't realize what you, you know, you don't realize it until after you've done it. Like I had a feeling because I mean, I mean, I affect people. I'm Sam Webb, but, <laughs> but I didn't realize it would affect people in that, in such a, you know, such a emotional way with that, you know, that fun little video and I was like and so for me as an artist because ultimately when you even though it's it's fun and it's funny I want something that people can enjoy and relate to and and have a have some kind of impact if it's just a laugh sing dance and make you get out of a bad mood that you're in or what like that gentleman he was doing some things he didn't get into details but it helped him get through it and I was like okay wow and for me that's a little 
it, it takes you, it just, you're taken aback by it. It's like, okay, wow. Okay. Thank right. you. So you've left your, not only your stamp on the world, but your stamp on people's lives for the better. Yeah. Whether you intended to or not, that's what you did. Yeah. Aww. And, and people, and people maybe by them seeing my videos were like, okay, if he can get through it, honey, if I'm like, if I can get through it, try to be gay, black and in the South. Mm, Jesus. Oh Lord. I'm surprised I survived. <laughs> And I'm not bitter, maybe a little bit. No, not, Rex, no not, I'm not at all. Well, no. you channel your bitterness into good things. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently spied a Facebook status of yours that said, people thought what, what in the butt was provocative. Wait until my next video comes out. It's in the works. Dirty, nasty, naughty boy. What is this? Tell us about it. I I am intrigued. It is a song I recorded last summer. I was at a girlfriend's wedding in Chicago, and uh, I she had a DJ there. And I don't know if he knew who I was or he knew of my song, but we connect we connected and we hit it off. His name is um, Andrew Pascale. I hope I'm saying that right. Like he's gonna kill me. Um, he's and he's a local <laughs> DJ in the city, so he does a lot of things in Chicago. And so we met, we connected, and you know we we had a meeting because I had to make sure. Like when I'm working with people, even though people don't think that what what was an intimate song, but, but when you're working with DJs, you have to make sure you can like be yourself and say what you need to say and be like comfortable with them and blah blah. So he and I just really hit it off. And I oddly enough, dirty nasty naughty boy came from an idea for my good friend Chris years ago. Do you all remember the scandal when Congress people like tapping their feet in the stalls in the bathrooms? They'd be like, I don't know. Do you remember that? Yeah, as a code, right? Yeah, it was a code. And then we were watching some kind of political show, and there was some congressman said, you know, he was talking about Bill Clinton. You know, we had to censure him. He was a dirty, he was a nasty, even a naughty boy, dirty, dirty boy. And then my friend said, Sam, oh my God, wouldn't that be an amazing song for you to make? And I was like, and we was like, dirty, nasty, naughty boy. And the idea was there. It's been there. I don't know how long ago that was, probably like six, seven years ago. And then I met Andrew and it just, it's still how, how it was an old idea that I had put on the back burner, hadn't even thought about doing, came to fruition. And now we're, and now in this political landscape with all these predators out there, or all these people saying you should do one thing, but you should, but then they, but behind closed doors are doing something else and they get caught. I'm like, you know what? Listen, you're a dirty, nasty, naughty boy. Let me, let take my hand. Let's begin. Take my hand. I'll show you how to win. Take my hand. Let's explore it. Take my hand. I'll take you to the floor. You know, don't be, don't be hiding your stuff, honey. Put it out there. Don't, don't be trying to be all shady about your business, especially when you're trying to, trying to sit on your pulpit and look down on me, but then you in the back doing something. Mm-hmm, go ahead now. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. I mean, that's <laughs> politics right there. It's, you know, it's like they're, they're like, I'm an evangelical Christian and you can't even think about being naked. And meanwhile, they're like getting blown mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Of by the, every, by you know, Tom, Dick, and Harriet. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally, totally. And I remember hearing, uh, you know, when they had the, the um, Republican convention in somewhere in Ohio was a Columbus or, or whatever that you know Cleveland I think it was Cleveland, Cleveland that was yeah. it in Cleveland the demand for gay sex workers went I through the know. roof because all right. of the politicians needed to get blown while they were in Cleveland preaching family values like and the, and the irony the irony was like that's what you all are doing I'm like yeah okay and so now that I didn't it was I it was intended to be a political song, but it's funny how it's it's like that 
later, like as an example, like I'm just as using the example, my my idol Janet, she, you know, her tour now is still the world. It's so interesting. She made Rhythm Nation what twenty oh, some, th- what eighty some. Has it been that long? Eighty nine. Oh, it's been almost third, almost thirty wow. years. And how relevant? I mean, how how poignant and relevant that 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 CD is now in twenty seventeen, and she made it in nineteen eighty nine. I'm like, she was ahead of her time beyond because she knew, she knew what was going on. You know, my song, I don't mean, I don't, we'll see how, how the concept comes and I'm working on concepts and how I want it to go. But basically it's like, don't be trying to, you know, but it's a, it's, it's fun. It's going to be in your face. It's going to be, make you think, make you a little uncomfortable. Um, but that's what, I mean, when I did what, what, I mean, I was like, I need something fun in your face, make you think, make you a little uncomfortable, but think about it. So we will see. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm That's excited. Amazing. <laughs> do, do you have a, a, an approximate time as to when it's going to go up? You know what? Mm. I don't, I'm, it's in the works. I'm thinking either uh, fall of this year or early next year. Yeah. So Awesome. So, so. everybody take a look out for that. Uh, yes. Samuel, we have some questions for you for some of our listeners. Daryl wants to know. Did you know about the parody on South Park before it aired? Yes, I did. It was really quick and funny because I was in, they had, I had spoke to them or my people had spoken to them, I guess a few months before that. And I didn't think anything was going to happen. And then I go to England for a week and then I come back and the show is airing. So yes, we, we, yeah, we, yeah, I did. know. I, I kind of knew about it, but then I kind of found out about it. After the fact, so it was kind of interesting how that went down. But yeah, it was it was great. I was like, "What are you kidding me?" And then I just kind of, yeah, and then it just went everywhere. So yeah, it was how did that make you feel? Did you <laughs> think like that? Like you knew? Had you did you know that you had made it by that point? If you're being parodied on South Park, I perhaps made my. I, I don't know, Matt. I was very humbled by it. I was like, they're putting my song of all the things that they could. I mean, and they are just amazing creators themselves. Of all the things they could put on their show they choose to use mine i'm like thank you trey park and matt stone i appreciate you so i mean i'm like i'm like wow that's pretty amazing for i'm like uh, even to the day i'm just like my song's on south park wow okay yeah <laughs> you think about it, i'm like that's kind of cool that's awesome so so you've got your cooking show you have going on. Mm-hmm. You also have your dirty, nasty, naughty boy, which I cannot wait to hear. What else have you got going on, Sam? Oh my Sam well. Oh shit. Sam well. Sam well. I am you, me okay, and my Samuel. um uh creative partner are working on a scripted series about a guy who's who happens to be gay, uh, who moved to Chicago from Milwaukee and he's starting Starting life over, and he assu- he assumes responsibility for his teenage nephew from his estranged sister, who is in the what's the what do we what do we call it? An institution? What do we call it now? Is that what it's called? Okay, while well, mental health a, clinic, mental na- health yeah. facility, mental health facility, while navigating mm-hmm. single life in the city, and we're calling it simply Samuel. And so we're right now in the process of just trying to shop it around. So if there's anybody out nice. there, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, and you need some new, fun, original content, give me a call. Jay and Tony, if you're listening to this, this is a call out to you. Jay and Tony. Okay. You know who you are. You okay. Know you are. 
So, or, or Janet, because you know she listens to this show, Ben. That's right. And Janet, or, yes. or yes, Janet, what? Okay, stop. If I get a phone call from, one, <laughs> from her, I'm going to shit in my pants and have a, have mm-hmm. a cow. You better call me and tell oh, me. I do, I and, then, and then we'll know what, what's in the butt. Because <laughs> we're like, we're like, you'll have uh, shit yourself. I'm like, what is going on here? But no, so we're, I'm really excited about it. Because, I mean, I've, the idea came to me many, many years ago, and I've been working on it. And then I found another writing partner, and her and I just I'm I'm just really excited about possibly getting it done. So that's kind of what I would love to do. So awesome! I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that coming to fruition and turning on my Netflix and sitting down with some popcorn, <laughs> curling up in my bed with my Kindle on my boobs, watching oh, me some Samwell. Oh no no <laughs> Samwell! If, 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 it, if it when it gets not when not if when it gets picked up, oh you two are gonna have to get some kind of guest starring role. So that's gonna have to happen somehow. Ooh, anyway. sweet. So we'll be at the red carpet premiere event, too. Oh, I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Duh. As if. <laughs> I'm such awesome. A, I'm such a 90s throwback. One of my favorite 90s movies was Clueless. Love it. Oh, and oh, Don't Tell yeah. Mom and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Two of my favorite teenage movies. Nice. Right? Nice. Yeah. Well, Samwell, and I, I, I keep screwing up Sam, Samwell. Samwell. Okay. I, I, I got to practice. Samuel, Samuel, <laughs> is did I get it? Samuel. Kind of Samuel. Okay, I got it. Yeah, Samuel. Well, well, thank you for talking to us. First of all, we enjoyed no. ourselves, and second, oh, go ahead. You were going to say something, probably complimentary, and I yeah. cut you off. <laughs> no, no, I know the pleasure is all mine. It's, I'm, I'm so, I'm always honored, and uh, when people want to want me to talk with them or talk to them, so I'm like, no, the pleasure is all mine. Seriously, seriously. So, thank you. Aww. And I, I wanted to have to give you a personal heartfelt thanks for being available to make the best day of my life in Proposed to Sunny uh, something that made it that much more special. It wouldn't have been as amazing if you weren't there. And I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you. And so I'm sending you all the love from Chicago for me. And I and I and I'm, I you know I love my city and I can't I cannot wait to get back to it. I miss Chicago. I I really do. That's that's my town. That's what that's what made. Samuel, who he is, what, what in the butt? I mean, that in Milwaukee, I gave a shout out to Milwaukee because they did a, you know, I filmed, I filmed what went in Milwaukee, but Chicago is where it, where it started. So those two cities, but anyway, and no, um, no, that was actually really, I felt very honored my, myself that day. I was like, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing this beautiful, amazing moment. And like these two people, um, you specifically can ask me to be there to do this for your lovely partner and wife. And so I'm like, okay, so thank you. Thank you. So thank you both. So, anyway, <laughs> thank you. So, Samuel, yeah. am I getting it? Yeah. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. <laughs> Samuel. I have to sound it like I'm more dramatic and sexy. Yes, Samuel. like a telenovela. It makes Samuel. you be sexy. It makes you be se- Samuel. Yes. Tell us where people can go to find you. Websites, social media handles. Where can our listeners find? Okay, you, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at officialsamwell.com and you can I'm there on I'm, I'm there all the time talking to the fans yada 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 and I'm also officialsamwell.com my my website so yes check it out sweet 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 and we will put all of those for our listeners in the show notes as well as your um, digital canvas address and all that fun stuff we'll put links to videos we'll put what what in the butt our show notes will be so juicy wonderful go (laughs) read them I'm so excited and and you know a big fuck you to all those unofficial Samwells out there I know that's why stole some of your thunder right did actually you know what 
someone bought that. I think someone bought the domain to, to Samwell.com, which is why I had to go with official Samwell.com. Because I'm like, I refuse. What? I refuse to this day to pay for it. Because you can go and see that someone says something website coming soon. It's not. It's not. It's not. They took it. But whatever. I'm not. I refuse. I will never. Why are people in the world jerks? I mean, come on. I mean, it's and they've had. Wow. They've had it. They've had it for years. I'm like, I'm not paying for it. I refuse to. But whatever. Oh, and they just they're sitting on it, thinking that like you have buttloads of money again pun intended yeah. and you'll just throw it at them to get the no. yeah no that, that's that now it's now it's no, principle no. even even when i do become a millionaire which is going to happen i'm like yeah no never will happen i won't even do it so, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a principle now because now you're just being a dick and not in a good way exactly yeah lesson out there don't be a dick yeah all right so on that note thank you samwell no. samwell fuck Thank you. Thank you all so much. The pleasure was all mine. I'm so much fun. And I, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Go Chicago. Thank you, Samuel. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.